0: Good evening and welcome to another edition of Rev. My name is Lori Enright and we are so excited that you've joined us for the next 30 minutes. At any time, if you have any questions you'd like for us to answer, send us a quick email to rev, R-E-V at eaglecountryonline.com. Special thanks to Mark Krimer and our friends at Krimer's Beer House for making the show possible. Visit the Beer House for a lunch or dinner seven days a week on State Route 128 in Cleves.
1: David Vaughn here with Lori Enright for another edition of Rev in uh, September. It still feels a little warm, but fall is coming. I've been enjoying my spice pumpkin latte from Starbucks. Someone gave me a nice nice birthday present. Gave me a Starbucks gift card. Who? I don't know. But it was really
0: <laughs> Thank and a you really for nice all that. My...
1: Yeah, and a nice card that went with That's... it too, which I should read sometime. So yeah, I'm enjoying that and uh and, and I, I used it just a couple days ago. It's very, very nice. But we hope that you're enjoying uh, September. You're uh, maybe watching football. I don't know what you're up to these days in Eagle Country, but it's our pleasure to come into your house and uh, your car and talk to you along with our partners from your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3. We're enjoying that. And I'm uh, grateful for Eagle Country. I'm grateful for Mark Kreimer that sponsors our show down at the Beer House. And lots of good fall, Oktoberfest kind of stuff mm-hmm. happening down there. I noticed Mark's got a new menu sign out there on 128. So when you come by 128, look at the new sign. We got a new church sign. Maybe you haven't seen it in a while, but it, it advertises a lot of what we do. So uh, if, as we say, if you're looking for a church, it's a coincidence. We're looking for people. Love to have you come and visit at Whitewater Crossing, and uh, the purpose of our show each time is just to talk about things that uh, are on our heart and in our head and hopefully stuff that you're interested in and introduce you to people who are making a huge difference in our community. And we have just such a person uh, here in the studio tonight, Lisa Whiteley, and she uh, attends at Whitewater Crossing. She's a fan, uh, and but she also... Uh, does a lot with the Three Rivers School District. And so I just want you to hear a little bit from Lisa about her story, what she does. Uh, and uh, we, we're always excited to have partners from our school uh, with us because uh, there's so many things that God is doing in our school system. So Lisa, tell us a little bit, first of all, about your story at Whitewater. How did you find out about this church? What, what caused you to come? Maybe somebody in Eagle Country. Uh, is listening right now and they're kind of skeptical about coming to Whitewater. They're a little paranoid. They're afraid you're going to bring out the snakes and uh, they'll judge me. And uh, I've heard, you know, big churches, you know, are just after money. And what would you say? Tell us us a little Uh, of your story.
2: So I think my story probably really resonates with a lot of people that are um, listening and kind of unsure of where to go. And I think that mainly, um, it's because you have to decide when you want to go to church and when you want to be a part of a church and I think growing up I've gone since I was um, you know since I took my first breath I was in church my first Sunday of my life and have been ever since. Um, It kind of became a routine. Sunday is when you went to church and um, I caught myself thinking about where lunch was gonna be or when I could get out to go be with my friends and you know my my journey took me um, to a kind of a dark place when I was 16 I lost my brother Hmm. um, to suicide and We buried him in that church, and it was just kind of a, that wasn't a place of comfort for us anymore. Mm. Um, So we began looking for other churches, and we found Whitewater. Mm. And um, it became home. It um, certainly felt like home, um, except for then my path took me to other places in the country. Um, I moved away. I went to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and found myself in a church there for obligation. That's a long way from Cincinnati. It's a long way, but, man, it's worth it. Uh, but it's gorgeous. Um, it's definitely God's country. But I found my church myself in church every Sunday out of obligation, mm. so that when I called my mom and dad at home, I could say, I went to church this Sunday. But it was checking it off of a list. Mm. Still didn't feel that home. Um, I found a guy, and uh, Mr. Vaughn, this is uh, kind of funny because I was in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, and if you know anything about Jackson Hole. There's some rich people there, right?
1: I understand that. There are yeah. some rich people. So There's I some thought for sure, there. there
2: is some wealth. I thought for sure, if I wear the right makeup and wear the right outfit, I'm going to find a rich guy. And I found um, a very poor Texan. <laughs> Did. So, um, no
1: oil there either. Yeah, no, no oil. Okay.
2: No oil. Just a little tiny house in the middle of 100 acres that his family owns and got married to him and moved to Texas, uh, Waco, Texas. And again, found myself.
1: It's hot in Waco it's too. It's hot. I have been there.
2: And windy. Yes. Yes. Hot and windy. And scorpions got stung. Yeah, it's yes. not fun. Um, so I spent four years in Waco, Texas, and again, out of obligation, we went to his um, grandma's church. And every Sunday we went, um, we got we gained a little value, um, but very little. And you know we were running out of the door instead of into the door. Mm. Um, and by the weird twisted grace of God, um, my father passed away, which sounds horrible, um, but he's with my brother, which is where I think he was waiting Mm. to get to. And it brought us back home because my mom Mm. really didn't have a lot of close family here. And somehow from that weird journey, we ended up right back in the same address I grew up in. Get
1: out.
2: Yeah. My daughter's sleeping in the same bed I grew up in. My son's sleeping in the same bed my brother grew up in. That's like west side of
1: Cincinnati. That's west side. (laughs) I'm telling
2: you. That's west side. And which brought us back to our ultimate home, which is Whitewater Crossing. Mm. And I find every Sunday we are running into the door instead of away from the door, mm-hmm. and genuinely feeling a part of a place that's doing the right thing for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And I love
1: that. Well said. It's a get-to thing, not a got-to thing. Mm-hmm. So many of our folks in Eagle Country grew up in a church uh, of origin, which provided a lot of good, but it was a, a have-to, not a get-to kind of thing. And uh, Some of our uh, folks grew up very legalistic, uh, mm-hmm. lots of rules. and. Uh, and therefore, they weren't practicing very much mm-hmm. after that. So when it becomes an obligation instead of an opportunity, you probably ought to start thinking about some place of God where you can connect with him in a relevant way uh, that helps you. Uh, and it's a grace-based place, not a guilt-based place. We hear that a lot around here. Yeah. And uh, th- that's that's awesome. Let me probe a little bit because I didn't know that about your brother. Mm-hmm. There's a, a lot of folks who are struggling, even pastors uh, who struggle w- having completed suicide. That's the new phrase my daughter, Amanda, who's a mental health practitioner, told me. She said, Dad, it's not so much that people commit suicide, they complete suicide. And she's uh, really good in the mental health field. Mm-hmm. And so that that had an impression on you, it sounded like, in a big way.
2: Oh, yeah. Definitely. Life-changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. And did you see that coming at all in his oh, life? Oh, gosh, no.
2: Yeah. No, not even a tiny bit. Um, and, you know, I, I, I scream from the rooftops now because I believe it was based on medication, uh, medication Accutane. Hmm. Um, so if anybody has any children or loved ones hmm. that take that, it's not uncommon. Um, the numbers were off the charts. And, yeah. you know, they're doing yeah. everything to get it yeah. completely away from the hands of any other victims. but it. It's a it's yeah. a dangerous, dangerous common tribe. thing
1: it, yeah. it happens uh, to people of faith too yes. it's not just a, a worldly problem or uh, it, it, it impacts families all the time in our church uh, some of, of them uh, struggle with mental health depression uh, others it, it just comes out of the blue uh, I do not think that uh, suicide is an un- the unpardonable sin I think something mentally snaps in someone's mind when they complete their death that way. I hasten to say this, however, though, that I I would, even though it's not the unpardonable sin, I would not want to meet the person who gave me life saying, you know what, I took my life. But I do think that God judges people according to their life situation and their mental acumen when they decide to do that out of desperation. One of my Bible college professors, probably one of the smartest guys that that I had, had. I mean, he was a genius scientist. Took his life, but he was depressed and on some medication. Mm-hmm. I don't know what. But he said he heard voices saying, "Take, take your life, kill, kill." And I think that was the the voice of the evil one. Wow. And the voice of the evil one speaks in lots of our lives in lots of ways. Uh, so I didn't know that about you, and that's part of your story that has shaped you.
2: Oh, tremendously, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it's a lot of um, of where I am now and the impact I see the church having on our students yeah. as the mental health um, concern grows every day in our society. To you know, I think there's that talk of separation of church and state, and and we understand that, but it's very gray. And what I've noticed with the church coming into so many lives um, of our children. Is we have so much more to do with kids these days than educate them. I mean, mm-hmm. we have so many different things that we have to break down and fix before we could possibly educate their minds. Um, and to me, that's where I still am not understanding how, through all of this journey, I landed here. Yeah. But I feel so just excited yeah and um, you know every day I wake up energized because I'm seeing some really good things happen yeah. to the kids that deserve it the most and yeah
1: you, God put you you really are doing ministry you are just cleverly disguised as an administrator of three rivers you know you 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 are helping them but you are really at the nexus of God's story and other people's stories and if anybody's listening tonight on your deck or you're depressed or you're worried in your car you're having these kind of thoughts Help help is available. Hope it is available. Uh, our church exists, and we can connect you with lots of other helpers and helping places uh, who can give you hope. Uh, you're not alone. There, is, there are options, uh, and you don't have to be another statistic. Uh, you can find hope and meaning through a person named Jesus, and his voice is always better than the voice of the world. But I'm proud of Lisa because you I have seen you lean into your skill set in your vocation and help uh, I- intersect faith and school without crossing those lines, which we're aware of, I'm sure. So we have good partnership, Whitewater Crossing. I know other churches do too. But uh, tell us a little bit about our partnership from the church and Three Rivers, and a little bit about what you do, and then how how we work together. which is our goal is to help kids win. I mean, that's what we do. Tell us a little bit about what you do and what our church in Three Rivers does together.
2: Sure, so my identified professional job description um, is the director of communications. So I just oversee all communications, um, you know, whether that's down to disability level communication with parents or um, more community-wide spread, just making sure that the right message is being spread to the correct people. With this, we have a fantastic um, superintendent, um, Craig Hockenberry, who is really looking for ways to always. Craig's a great guy.
1: He's a great guy. I've met him several times.
2: And um, he is open to doing whatever is best for kids. And you know, I've sat in on thousands of meetings with him now, going into my fourth side along, my fourth year alongside of him, and I love how every single meeting is really genuinely based around what's best for kids. Um, And when you start talking about what's best for kids, I don't think it's Hard to figure out that faith-based organizations come into that play mm. um, because they mm. want to do what's best, and so we talked and put our heads together and we decided to start a faith advisory group. Mm. Um, and you know what I love about it is, it didn't matter what your denomination is or your purpose. If you're a faith, if you're a faith-based organization in the area, we invited you to the table.
1: Yeah,
2: um, and, and if, that's
1: changed. I, I was talking to several, I've talked to several of our teachers, principals, superintendents, and there used to be schools were a little more averse to churches, but now because of the society, the desperation, I think, of uh, the need is so high that people are, are willing to entertain. If the goal is to help students, they, they will, they're open to churches uh, in, in, in new ways that were not, not existed before, whether it's tutoring, whether it's uh, helping with their physical needs, their mm-hmm. mental needs. I know we do a lot with uh, the physical, with the backpacks and I mean we do a lot of different stuff.
2: Yep and you know it's funny because we've had a business advisory group and it's fantastic but it's fantastic for different reasons because when you get folks that are faith-based into the picture you're not waiting to build that trust with each other um, and there's no give and take. Churches just want to give and they just want to help the right people. So I've noticed you know this one grew legs a little bit quicker than other um, groups Mm. have have in the past and you're right the the perception is still out there that there's too much separation between church and state and they can't possibly come together. I was at a PR meeting a couple months ago and there's about 16 PR folks around the table each time. And every time that they would say, well, how do you address this need or this need? I kept saying, faith advisory, faith advisory. And finally they stopped and they like, what, how do you have what, all this support? Is
1: that faith advisory? <laughs> what are these faith
2: yeah. people you're talking about? Yeah, what, and,
1: awesome. what, what a great question, huh? Yeah. yeah. And
2: it, it's it's exciting because I said, I'm telling you, put the word out there. Don't pick one denomination. We'll get in trouble for that. Yeah, pick them all sure. and let them all come and see how they can all work together. And, man, they sit around that table, and it's just love. It's just love and interesting kids. Yeah. A lot and of
1: energy, lot ideas. Of
2: energy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, we love Three Rivers. We're fans now. I mean, <coughs> how fans. has it worked out since we're having all the campus there? How yeah. many years has it been now?
2: We're going into our sixth year. I, th- I can I
1: cannot believe it. Yeah. I was there for the groundbreaking, and then yeah. I was there for the grand Open. I can't believe it's been. Yeah. So, it, I, are you liking all having them together? We uh, are. We're loving
2: here. it. I mean, you know, you're going to have your outliers, and we understand that, but. We're trying to stay true to the little ones, don't get around the big ones too much, Yeah. but enough to where they see their role yeah. models and can't yeah. wait to be them and walk those hallways. And, yeah. you know, I think as you transition from elementary to middle school, the nerves aren't what they typically are because the kids have been walking those hallways for so long.
1: Already on campus. Already on so, campus. Yeah.
2: Um, traffic flow has been a little easier this year. We've developed some common planning time for teachers um, to collaborate before class to talk about the whole child mental health and everything about a child, and it is separated start times. Um, so we are able to get the middle school and high school into the building before elementary begins. So it's kind of separate our traffic jam up a little bit for us. That helps. Yeah.
1: If we can figure out how to do that on Sunday morning here at Whitewater, I, uh, it's great. We got plenty of room for everybody, but there's a lot of folks come streaming, <laughs> streaming in. Some right before church starts, some are early, some are late. Uh, we won't say any names Lori and right anyway we uh, we uh, but but it is uh, wonderful to look at the window and see that steady stream of folks coming in to find help and hope in Jesus we love that yeah uh and I'm sure that blesses you school too and uh uh, I, I know some of the teachers. We we have uh, we have been blessed. I s- I've said this more than once, with an inordinate amount of wonderful teachers, principals, administrators, school connections. I don't know why, but a lot of them reside in our church here yeah. at Whitewater, and it's great to see them take the principles like Soul seven and others that we talk about, and then translate that to their world as. Uh, as ambassadors, as uh, we would call them, soft seven ambassadors, uh, and you're doing that. You're like a model, Lisa. What we're wanting all our if all our members do what you do, they wouldn't need a preacher. I mean, they they, they they've got like good stuff happening. You know, it's
2: I wish I could take any credit for anything you just said, but you know, I was, I was speaking earlier with Jessica, and I have no background in communication. Yeah. You know, my degree is in education. I'm a teacher, yeah. and that's where my path has taken me. And then just one day, it was I was shoved into applying for this role by nobody in particular, um, I believe God, and I I felt it and I had no idea why. I got my big office with my big desk and my Mm -hmm. big monitor on the first day and they said go and I said where, (laughs) I don't
1: know. Sometimes that's the best thing is not to know.
0: Yeah. You know. Well, I love all of the this year. This year in particular, but really the last few years, um, seeing a lot of the schools opening up to churches. I know at the beginning of the year this year, I saw a, a picture going around on social media of a very large group of teachers praying outside of Lawrenceburg Primary. And I have a teaching degree. I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in communications. Um, coincidentally, not using that teaching degree, so to speak, but. I wonder how it's helping the teachers as well. I mean, it's really great for the students, but I bet for a lot of teachers who have a lot of stress, and I mean, they have so much stress more Mm -hmm. now, just like the kids, that to be able to kind of practice your faith in school. I remember a teacher in high school that I had that was always very um, faith-based, but she could never talk about it. And she would have things I noticed on her desk that were almost like hidden. You know it might be a, a piece of scripture or a picture but it wasn't anything she could really talk about and I think she's retired now and gosh she would love probably to see that mm-hmm. in in the churches but when I was in school probably you we look like we're about the same age you just never mm-hmm. never saw that or mm-hmm. have these donuts and devotions and the different groups that kids have like a refuge right and I always say like, I would have been so much better if that would have been there then. I wouldn't yeah. have had to wait so long. Uh, well, yeah. think about, yeah, think,
1: and think about the culture. And I, I do think there's a, most of the teachers have to, have to walk a line. It's better to be asked mm-hmm. uh, rather than be deemed to be overly proselytizing. But I do think there's a place for faith and that schools are better when Jesus is a part of that. And uh, you could do a lot worse than to have faith-filled administrators and teachers and staff who love Jesus with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength and then love kids with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength with the love of Jesus. I mean, you could do a lot worse than that. And so I think Mm -hmm. parents are warming up to this idea that school is a place where formation is done of lots of different values. Uh, The older people, older than you because you both are very young ladies (laughs) uh, compared to me, the older people say, you know, there's something about uh, patriotism, love of country, love of community, love of God that is often missing in a lot of schools and then the schools wonder why they can't teach kids, why they don't learn anymore, why there is no discipline, why a generation is emerging that is all about themselves and demanding their rights. And I think some of that has to do with the the values that were taught from the very first time school ever started in our country that we could we've probably lost along the way so mm-hmm. I think there's a, a, a movement of momentum that's gaining or the pendulum's swimming back to uh, uh, these kinds of faith-based partnerships and liaisons and I I think it's I think it's just awesome because uh, think about how many hours uh, you know kids are in school compared to wh- how long they're in Sunday school <laughs> on Sunday right. you know or the yeah. class I mean those teachers are great influencers. I mm-hmm. still remember some that that uh, influenced me to this day, and that's been a long, long time ago. Yeah. So you, you guys are doing uh, good work. What's the most challenging part, you think, Lisa, about your job as communications director at Three Rivers? What, what are your challenges?
2: Um, ensuring our message is the, is the one being shared in the community. You know, I'm sure the church has the same um, uphill battle. Rumors get started. Yeah, and, and rumors and social are, media uh,
1: yes. storms mm-hmm. out yeah. pretty quickly, doesn't it? Yeah, gossip Ripples and out. rumors get yeah. started, and, and yeah. it's
2: it's juicy and it's fun, and we all we're human and we get sucked into it, and sometimes just a, a real conversation with somebody that's in the heart of it all would help. Yeah. Um, yeah. But instead, we you know we have a tendency we all do to take off running with with those, and you know um, you had asked me earlier too what what Whitewater is really doing. I want to make sure I really touch on what Whitewater's yeah. doing to support these kids because that's a challenge. You know, I'm not really sure how our initial conversation of suicide has led so perfectly into the whole child that we're yeah. dealing with, but but it's the truth. We're dealing with whole children. And um, we have, I got a call from Pam Stoll from Whitewater Crossing, a very devoted member yeah. of the church, and she said, you know, we're out of space for our shoe closet, which what a great problem to have when these shoes are brand new sitting in boxes for kids who need them. And I said, well, give me 10 minutes. And we found a room for her and you know so now we've removed that barrier of a kid who comes to the class the first day of school and their soles are worn off or there's holes yeah. or they don't fit them properly and to be you know back in our time to reach out to PTO or try to find a don a donor to give these mm-hmm. now it's just run over to CT Young really quick bring it back over kid has brand new shoes on his feet to be successful for the day and the same thing um, Whitewater Crossing serves over 75 kids every single Friday by putting um, non-perishable food items into their backpack in a non-embarrassing way where students can go home and be fed for the whole weekend And it's just those are the things I'm talking about when I say we're, st- we're doing the right things For the right people mm. in a partnership that is doing nothing more than supporting the kids that we all love And I, I just there's so much value, and it's just amazing to see it.
1: We have some crazy good people sure do. in our community who, who happen to attend at Whitewater. That may be a coincidence, maybe not, but I've noticed they love serving and, and their agenda is the kids. It's God's agenda and I can tell when they're full of love and whether they just get paid to be a teacher, whether they it's a calling for them. Uh, so it sounds like God's got you in the right place at the right time. How? What's the best thing for those listening in Eagle Country? What's the best thing we could do for Three Rivers? I know pray for you. but uh, what are the things that you all see that are bubbling up that the community could help jump in and help with?
2: Um, we you know, free and reduced lunches are always an issue. Um, we have we have children who don't take advantage of the free meals because it's embarrassing. How high um, is the percentage of we're that about fifty percent. Fifty percent. Real okay. close to fifty percent, yeah. And it's you know, just I think the constant relationship that we can get with people is what helps because I don't know that three years ago I would have been as comfortable reaching out to you all and saying we have a need. Yeah. Um, whereas once we build that relationship, I'm more comfortable asking, yeah. knowing that if you can't give it to us, the relationship still exists. Yeah. So just um, building a relationship to where when we have a high need, we feel comfortable to ask. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, and I, I want you to ask. <laughs> I mean, we you do. Know, <laughs> you have not because you ask not. I, I mean it. it uh, it would. I've always thought, you know, there's probably so many other things we the church could do and the church working right could do if we only knew. Uh, and God always has a plan. Uh, we had a lady in the church whose refrigerator went out. She couldn't afford to buy one. This is just last week. And it just happened that day. A guy in the church said to one of our staff, I got two refrigerators and it works really good. If you hear of someone who needs one, let me know. And it was like the same day. So you think, this is this is not a coincidence. Mm. So God already works upstream in our life. And he took, I think, your form- formative years, uh, whether it's Jackson Hole Wyoming, yeah. whether it's death, uh, wh- whether it's whatever and shapes you, Lisa, to do what you're doing. And same is probably true for, for Lori and I. You know, it's just wh- how God uses us. and. So, if you're listening, uh, as I've said on other shows, if you're looking for a place to make a difference, go to a school and say, I'm here to serve. What's your greatest need? How can I help you? Uh, How can we serve you? And you would be shocked how good you feel when you serve. The person most blessed is not the one, the recipient, it's the doer. And you feel more alive and less self-centered. Even those that don't believe in God have value. Maybe you don't subscribe to all the stuff we talk about here on Rev and, and the Bible and the church working right as we talk about it. Maybe you don't, but I guarantee if you try serving, even if you don't believe in God or this Jesus stuff that we talk about, your life will be happier. You'll be more satisfied, fulfilled by serving, and uh, that can happen at a Three Rivers school, and I lo- I love what y'all are doing down there. I, I Up and down you know, Route 50 all the time, <laughs> you know? Yep. So what's uh, what's happening that's like really, really good as we close out this show at Three Rivers? What, what do y'all got coming up that, that you're excited about?
2: So we've kind of been on this, this awesome mission to continue to be our best without a goal without yeah. a plan yeah. um so we are we have engaged in a um a big strategic planning process with epic impact and it's exciting because we're we're only doing it based on our core values okay. so our foundation's in place but our goal isn't um set in stone so we are engaging on this this entire process that includes community members staff students everybody to identify what is our goal you know, obviously student success is, that, is there, but what does that mean yeah. and how are we going to get there? Defining. Um, so we're going on this process to tell us for the next five years exactly Still. what we're reaching for every single day that we educate kids.
1: So it's a good strategic plan mm-hmm. and you're you're defining the way. Yes. Uh, my principle is that if people know, when people forget their why, they lose their way. Absolutely. So you what you're describing is we're figuring out what business are we in, why are we doing it, mm-hmm. how's business, then you can determine if you're winning or losing. or Yep. You know, But, uh, yeah, yeah. Y- you're doing great. And uh, tell Craig I said, hey. Oh, well. I knew his predecessor. Yes. And uh, we got to interface and uh, hosted uh, from time to time some levy things. I know schools don't like to talk about like <laughs> this. You know, uh, Oak Hills doesn't want to talk about it no. right now. I can tell you right now. Nope. And so I feel for our, our Oak Hills folks. But it, you have a big job and a tough job yeah. to control the narrative. Uh, your talking points and what you want to do here's a story that uh, I do from time to time uh, at least at the end of my radio show we'll do like a weird church story thing and I've had all kinds of stuff happen uh, and and that I've shared on here about churches and you don't have to look far to find weird stuff so this is kind of how you described. if I'm glad we didn't didn't do this I think I have some family who are involved in the Pentecostal church movement and they handle snakes. Now, I joke about that because sometimes people come here and they're from maybe a non-practicing background or a high church background, and they say, oh, I know the snakes are coming out. Well, we don't do that. However, I just saw where a West Virginia Pentecostal pastor who uses the poisonous snakes during a religious service died, actually died of a rattlesnake bite. It's, it's, and here's what's bad about it. His name was Mack. And and he was called the serpent pastor. Now I want it to be called something cool like that. You know, I don't want I don't want it to be the serpent pastor. I don't know what I want it to be. The Starbucks pastor. I don't know, but I don't think I'll die from Starbucks. But yeah, he died. And what's really sad, his dad was a pastor. He died of a rattlesnake bite too. So I, of all the things that are is ironic, and you would think, you know, maybe I wouldn't pull out the snakes. Now, they sincerely believe that the Bible talks about this as faith, but my guess is you gals wouldn't have come if I'd have brought out the snakes. Is that a safe assumption?
2: That's a safe assumption. I, did see, <laughs> I saw way too many people laying in, in beds and in bins and stuff with snakes in Texas. That's like a fun thing they do. They, I, g- they not, go I know that. To they
1: they jump, jump in there, they don't they? They jump in there. Yes.
2: I don't understand. So, no, I would prefer <laughs> yeah, not to do a church that does It's probably good sand.
1: you don't understand. My <laughs> missionary friend from India uh, Jay Henry, they have those snake charmers, and there's some of the those those black mambas, and some of these really. And I found out, I said, Jay, I would never do that. He said, David, you don't know this, but most of the snake charmers they defang their snakes. Uh,
2: still. So
1: I know. <laughs> How do you <laughs> know if they're defanged or not? <laughs> but he said, there's no chance of that snake biting this charmer. But you don't know that. I said it don't matter. I, I don't like big worms, let alone <laughs> snakes. So, whatever your fears and phobias are, if you're looking for that kind of church, Whitewater's not that church. Uh, we do weird in, in a good in in a good way. That's how we we want to be a little different. Uh, and that's my guess is that's what you're looking for. So, love to have you uh, at Whitewater Crossing any Sunday, 930, 1115. Come and plan your visit a tab on uh, our Whitewater crossing. What's the Three Rivers website? They can find out more about Three Rivers School.
0: www.3riversschools.org
1: And then how can they get in touch with us, Lori, at Eagle Country?
0: Um, well, all of the archived shows uh, we yeah. keep on our website 24-7 at EagleCountryOnline.com. If you go to the On Air tab and click on Rev, there's a whole panel there. Um, and then also if you have any questions or anything you'd like to know about, people maybe that you'd like to have on the show that uh, attend church here, um, Rev, R-E-V at EagleCountryOnline.com.
1: That's great. And so we will see you again on a Sunday night. On Sunday night at seven, man, tune your radio. Say, set your calendar, your watch by it. But it's our privilege for Lori and I to come to you on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country, ninety-nine three.
0: Thank you so much for joining us tonight on Rev. David and I pray that this show has revved up your life, your faith, and your work week. Find out more about Sunday service times, youth programs, and how to plan your visit to Whitewater Crossing at whitewatercrossing.org and click on the New Here tab. Our show is blessed by Crimer's Beer House on State Route 128 in Cleves. I'm Lori Enright. Please join us next Sunday at 7 p.m. for Rev with Pastor David Vaughn, only on your hometown radio station, Eagle Country 99.3.